truth in that song, Somebody Died for Me. And with all the deaths that have taken place, most special of all, and they're all important, most special of all was Jesus Christ came and was willing to die for me, an old sinner, and die for you in order that we might have eternal life. My goodness. This morning, if you brought your Bibles, please turn to the book of Genesis. We're going to look at a passage in Genesis and also Hebrews chapter 11. I want to share with you a sermon this morning that I've simply entitled, Abel, a fallen son that speaks to us on Memorial Day. Abel, you remember Adam and Eve's two sons, Cain and Abel. We're going to focus on, well, both really. Abel, a fallen son that speaks to us on Memorial Day. So we're going to see what Abel has to say to us on Memorial Day. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 through verse 13. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. Verse 2. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground, so he had one as a shepherd and one was a farmer. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord, and Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why are you angry? And why is thy countenance fallen? Why do you look so sad? Verse 7, If thou doest well, thou shalt not be accepted. Question mark. If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against, his, against Abel his brother and slew him, and murdered him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? He said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and vagabond shall thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord. My punishment is greater than I can bear. Now with that in mind, please turn to the book of Hebrews, and you'll see just a verse in regards to what we've just read about, Cain and Abel. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. And by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, 
yet speaketh. Although he's dead, he has a message for us today. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come together, worship you, study your word, worship, and now open your word. Speak to our hearts, I pray. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. Allow your Holy Spirit to move in each of our hearts this morning, mine included. And Father, help us not just be hearers of your word, but, but be doers of your word. Be obedient to your Holy Spirit. It's what we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, but now all of us, perhaps before you came to church, you're aware that tomorrow is the observance of a national holiday known as Memorial Day. For most people, Memorial Day just has, it's just kind of like kicks off, uh, kind of like a kickoff day for the summer season. It's just a time we kick off barbecues and picnics and vacations and outdoor activities. Congress moved the holiday to Monday so that it would be a long holiday weekend. But sadly, most people have forgotten the actual reason Memorial Day really is referred to as a, a national holiday. Our National Observance Memorial Day dates back to 1868. I'll give you a little history. General John Logan, Commander-in-Chief of the Grand Army of the Republic, named May 30th as a special day to honor the graves of Union soldiers. He ordered May 30th to be a day, and I quote, for the purpose of strowing with flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion. Hence, it was also known as Decoration Day. Since 9-11, uh, there has been more mention of those who died in the line of duty and emergency services, such as fire and police and rescue and medical personnel. Therefore, Memorial Day is a day to honor and to remember those who have, had their, who have given their lives for the sake of others, military, and then those given lives in emergency services. Now, there have been several families, so many families who have given or who have had to make the supreme sacrifice of a loved one given their life in battle, in order that we might enjoy uh, the national freedoms that we enjoy today. There are a lot, and there are so many gold star families. Now, in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, we have recorded the very first family that God created, and the very first family loses a son in battle loses a son in conflict. We don't know the exact year, but it couldn't have been very long after Adam and Eve began their family that war broke out in the family. They had conflict in the family between two brothers, Cain and Abel. Cain was the firstborn, and he killed his younger brother, Abel. Now, they couldn't have been too... The age... They were pretty young. It wasn't like they were perhaps in their 20s or 30s or something. Much younger than that, most people believe, theologians believe. But the question comes about why did Cain do such a thing? Why did Cain 
murder his brother Abel. Now, if you remember, Adam and Eve had disobeyed God. And because of their sin, God had instructed this little family, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, He instructed them how they could reapproach Him, how they could come to Him in fellowship as a holy God. He instructed them in what they would have to do to approach Him and to regain fellowship with Him. And so there had to be this blood sacrifice accompanied by faith. So in Genesis chapter 4, verse 2, the B part of that verse, and verse 3, the A part of that verse, says that Abel was a keeper of sheep, he was a shepherd, Cain was a tiller of the ground, he was a farmer. But look at verse 3. And in the process of time, that's, that's real important, in the process of time, in other words, God had told them what to do to approach him. In the process of time leading up to this, he had given instructions into how they could approach a holy God and regain that fellowship. And so he had, you know, if you'll notice, he told them what to do to approach them. And so Cain had worked hard there in verse 3. Notice, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground as an offering to the Lord. So he had worked hard on his farm, and he brought the fruit of his ground. We don't know. It could have been grain. It could have been uh, a bouquet of flowers. It could have been vegetables. It, we don't know exactly what it was, but it was produced by his hand. He was a farmer. We don't know exactly what it was, but it was a sacrifice of things from tilling the ground. Now remember, now don't forget this, to approach God, there must be a blood sacrifice. And it must be accompanied with faith. So look at verse 4. Well, Abel, he brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offspring, or his offering. Now, do you see the difference between the two sacrifices? You had Cain's sacrifice, which was from the tilled ground. Uh, Vegetables, perhaps, grain, something that grew from the ground. Then you had Abel, And he brings the best he had from his flock for a sacrifice. Notice verse 5. And unto Cain and to his offering, God, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. He was angry. And he was sad. And he was mad. And his countenance, his appearance, looked it. Now, In Hebrews 11, verse 4, the Bible says something similar. The Bible says, notice what it says in verse 4, Hebrews 11, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So you bring a blood sacrifice and you bring it with faith. By faith. What's by faith mean? By faith simply means taking God at His word. Trust in what God says. God says, bring a blood sacrifice, bring it with faith. Trust me. 
By faith, taking God at his word, Abel offered unto God, Hebrews 11, 4, a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, that he obtained witness that he was righteous. In other words, he was, he was right with God. Because why? Because he believed God and he obeyed God. And so he was right with God. Now what about Cain? Well, Genesis chapter 4, verse 5, But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. Cain was very wroth, he was angry, and his countenance fell. But look at verse 6 and 7. And the Lord, in Genesis 4, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou angry? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? You see what God's doing? God's giving Cain another opportunity to do what he should have done. He says, why, why are you looking so angry, and why are your countenance fallen? If you, if you do well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou dost not well, sin lieth on your door. God gives him another opportunity. Cain, if you'll just do what I ask you to do, I'll accept you. Now listen, Abel knew what God said and he knew how he would be accepted. And he did it. Now, why is that? He believed God. God says, if you'll offer sacrifice in faith, you'll be, you'll be accepted. And he believed God. Cain, he began to rationalize, no doubt. Well, I'm a farmer. I don't have any sheep. My brother just lives over the mountain. And I'd have to barter some of these some of the grain or some of my vegetables. I'd have to make a way to barter some of what I have to get a sheep from my brother to bring as a sacrifice. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do the best I can. And surely God's going to accept me if I just do right, live right, offer what I have, do what I can. Really? You think that this morning? You know how you come to God this morning? Jesus tells us in John, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. I'm the way. That word way is hadas. It means the road. I'm the road to God. And if you're going to get to God, if you're going to go to heaven when, you're di when you die, then you've got to come by me. And there are a lot of people today thinking, well, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do this this way. I know what God said, but still, I don't believe in all that stuff. And I believe if I live right, do right, when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to do it my way. Well, that's what, no doubt, Cain was thinking. And it's kind of crazy. It's really stupid. People are doing the same today. Instead of coming God's way through the gospel of grace, they're going the way of Cain. If I do this, if I live this way, if I go through this ritual, if I have this type of behavior and not do this, surely God's going to accept me. No. It's His way. Or no way. So, friend, listen. Listen. You must come to God by His way. 
And there's only one way. And Jesus said, I'm that way. The truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father. Meaning no one goes to heaven except by me. Well, look at verse 7, Genesis 4. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, now, if, if you want to go yourself and find a sacrificial animal and bring it to me, then that's great. Everything will be okay. But then he says, I'm going to go one step further. I really, never, I really never had seen this until I started studying this passage. He said, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to... He says, if you'll notice that verse 7... He, he talks about sin, life at the door. The word sin there is the same word that refers to a sin offering. And so the word sin there is the same word as a sin offering. So if you put that in verse 7, and most theologians do, God is saying something really interesting here. You know what he said? You remember Abraham when he offered Isaac as a sacrifice? And he was obedient to God, and he carried his son Isaac, and he laid him on the altar, and he was ready to sacrifice his own son simply because God told him to sacrifice his own son. But yet God stayed his hand where he could not take his son's life. But what did God do? God provided him a sacrifice to offer to him. And there was a little ram called in the thorns, and the vines, and it's hung up. But God provided that for Abraham. You know what he's saying here? He says, Cain, if you'll go home, your sin offering's at the door. If you'll go home right at your tent door, I provided a lamb. It's interesting. And that lamb will not argue with you. It won't run from you. In fact, the Bible says, and unto thee... Verse 7, shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Speaking of that lamb, he's not talking about Abel. Abel's deceased. And that lamb will not argue with you, it won't run from you, and his desire is for you to rule over him, and that lamb will come to you, and all you have to do is bring that sacrifice to me, and I will accept you. Does he do it? No, he won't do it. Why is that? He don't believe God. He doesn't believe God. He's so self-willed, he doesn't believe what the Word of God says. Look at verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and Cain, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against his brother, and he slew him, and slew him at this time. Now, I want you to remember this. Jot this down in your memory. Sin begets sin. Always. And so once you go down the road of sin, whatever it is, there's another sin that, that just naturally follows that sin. It just kind of begins to roll pretty, pretty good. Cain's first sin was a lack of faith, didn't believe God. His second sin was envy and jealousy about his brother. His third sin was ended up murder. His fourth sin, he lied to God. Verse 9, the Lord said, Cain, where's your brother? He said, I don't know. Really? 
So there's another sin. And then verse 10 through 13. What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth to me from the ground, and now thou curse from the earth, which hast opened her mouth to receive thy, thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it won't, it won't henceforth yield unto her strength of, of a fugitive, a vagabond, shall you be over the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Verse 13. Look at 13. He says, And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Do you believe, do you, do you believe that God would have forgiven Cain at that very moment? I believe he would have. I believe he would. If Cain could have just dropped his pride and said, God, I've sinned. I mean, I, I do, I do what you, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go get that sacrifice. I'll bring it to you. But he doesn't do that. He just keeps going on down and down and down and down. So the question is, how does Abel speak to us on Memorial Day? Real quick, jot these down. I'm finished. First of all, Abel speaks to us or speaks of the sinfulness of man. Abel speaks to us of the sinfulness of man. The fall is mentioned in chapter 3, chapter 4, and we know that, that the children, we're all the children of Adam. We're not the children of God. Not everybody's the children of God. We have this Adamic nature about us. We're, we're just like Adam. We only become the children of God when we trust Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior of our life. As many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. So you're either a child of Adam or a child of God this morning. And so Abel speaks to us of the sinfulness of man. We're all sinners. Romans 3.23 that's the reason for war. That's the reason for conflict and families and in and, and all nations. So Christ came to pay for our sin and to change our hearts. That's the only way you'll have peace in the world is when the Prince of Peace changes a person's heart. So Adam speak, uh, Abel speaks to us about the sinfulness of man. Then secondly, Abel speaks to us about the shortness of life. He's a young guy. Very young. Psalm 90, verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days, O Lord. Have you ever figured up how much time maybe you have left? My dad died when he liked week being 75. I'm 68. Really, seven more years? If I live to be as old as my dad? Psalm 90, verse 10. Psalm 90, verse 10 says this, the days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength they become fourscore, you might live to be 70 to 80 perhaps. Then it goes ahead and says, Yet there's strength and labor and sorrow, for it's soon cut off and we all fly away. Seven, six, 60 or, or 70 to 80 you might reach. And so Abel speaks that there's a shortness of life. But Jesus offers eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in what he says, what he did, the price he paid on the cross for our sins himself, 
shed his blood for us, was buried, rose again, third day, coming back one day, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Abel speaks of the shortness of life. Abel speaks of the salvation through faith. He approached God, God's way. Now, there's, there's two certainties you'll find in the Bible, real quick. The first certainty is without faith, it's impossible to please God. Some people say, well, there's not any certainties, just death and taxes. Well, here's two others. Number one, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Number two, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. And so Abel speaks of this salvation through faith. And so he, he came to God with a sacrifice in faith. He believed God. And there's no other way for salvation. Ephesians 2 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You don't have anything to bring to the table, regardless how good you might be. But he speaks of salvation through faith. And then he speaks to us through a, a righteous life. He lived a short life, but he speaks to us today. He's doing that today, speaking today. Consider the impact that the apostles had on the lives of people after they died. Who do you know who lived a righteous life and they still, their lives are still important to you today? I have some. Is there, is there a Bible character who you can relate to that, uh, that has affected your life because, because of the way they lived their life? What about Moses? Man, I look at Moses all the time, and uh, he just, he's blessed me in my ministry. God's used him to bless me, but just watching Moses. David. David blew it, but God forgave him, and turned out to be, you know, a guy after God's own heart and the king of Israel. And there's, there's Peter, denied Christ three times. Have you ever denied Christ in any way? But God, God went to Peter after the resurrection. So what are you doing today that will endure beyond the grave and beyond tomorrow? You need to listen to God this morning. Because of your Adamic nature, you're a sinner. You know you're a sinner not because what you do wrong, but because your Adamic nature. You're a child of Adam. That's why you do what you do wrong. You're a sinner separated from a holy God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And unless something happens in your nature, and your nature changes, and, and your sins are forgiven... You're going to die physically, and you're going to die spiritually in your sin. That's terrible. And the only way that you can approach God, or I can approach God, or anyone can approach God, is to be made right by Him. There's only one way, and it's His way. And here's His way. His way is through Jesus Christ. And I'm finished. Instead of bringing a sacrifice to God, he offered his only son as a sacrifice for you and for me.
Christ came, he suffered, he died on that cross, he was buried, he arose again, was victorious over death, sin, and the grave. And if you believe the gospel of grace, then you'll be saved. John 3, 16, 17, and 18 pretty well makes, it's, it's pretty clear. He says, listen to this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. How hard is that to understand? So today you have a choice. The way of Abel, accepting the sacrifice, Jesus Christ, by faith, or going the way of Cain, doing it your own way, and hoping it's going to work out good at the end. I'm going to tell you something. The way of Cain to reject God's provision of salvation and to have that much of a gamble on your soul and to know at the beginning that at death you're going to lose, it's better to be saved than sorry. I'm going to tell you up front. I'm not going to tell you. God's Word tells you there's only one way to heaven one way to God. And if you reject Jesus in your life, regardless how good you are and what all you do in the community and wherever, you're going to miss heaven. That's not what I say. That's what he says. And so the point this morning, you need to come as you are to Christ. You say, I'm going to wait till I get better but then you're going to die without Jesus because you can't get that good. You're going to miss heaven. Let me encourage you today. As a guest here, perhaps, if you're lost, we're not talking about being a member of this church. We're talking about coming to Jesus for your salvation. You need to make that sure today. We're going to bow our heads, ask you to remain seated for our invitation as we think about coming as we are to Jesus. Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to open your word, to hear your word, and to allow your Holy Spirit to move in our heart and our lives. Thank you for Abel and the message that he gives us on this memorial day. Real simple, he was obedient because he believed you. And that's what you're asking people to do today to believe you, that you sent your son to die on the cross for their sins. And it's a free gift that you're offering today. And I pray that people will accept that. That's the way it is. They can receive it and have eternal life. They can reject it and miss heaven altogether. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.